And uh, Merry Christmas. It's an honor to, to not only be here, I can't think of a better way to start Christmas Day than to be in God's house and sing to Him and uh, to hear from Him, but also to, to see all of you and um, to get to greet each other, wish each other on Christmas Day. Uh, let's take our Bibles and turn uh, back to Luke chapter 1, what Pastor Hernan uh, just read a lot of Luke and chapter 1, and we'll just read a few verses um, that we can focus on, and then we'll get into the message this morning. Luke 1, and we'll read uh, verses 46 to 50, and it says this, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come before you now, and um, just recount, Lord, how you ordained uh, events to be and how you sent your Son to this earth. I pray, Lord, that you would help us um, to understand uh, not only what you did more clearly, but what we need to do as a result of it. And I pray, Lord, that you'd get me out of the way and that um, you would just speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We hear a lot about, uh, about Christmas, and you know that the world, the world celebrates Christmas, and um, we, we get reminded all the time that it's not necessarily about what the world celebrates. It's about something greater and that we should remember that during this season. But beyond that, have you ever thought about what Christmas really demands of you? Uh, what Christmas asks of you. Um, see, to us, Christmas, uh, it's a fun time. It's a time when we coordinate everything to, to make sure that, that all our families together. It's a time when we cook the most extravagant meals and uh, we put a new batch of Christmas cookies in the oven and it's a time which we save all our leave for and, and take it at this time of the year. It's a time when we put lights up inside our house, outside our house, and it's a time when we do funny things like take an artificial cone-shaped tree and put it in the middle of our house and, and decorate. And if you really think about it, it's, it's just a funny time of year. And it's, it's unlike any other time of the year. And we celebrate Christmas uh, every year, and we work so hard every year to make sure that, that it's a time to remember, and that it's memorable, that we could look back in 2018, Christmas Day, it was something that we can look back on and remember. More lights, more food more decorations, more gifts, more family. Maybe that will make it a Christmas that we will never forget. And all of that's great, but I hope that this Christmas you and I would stop for, for a little while today and just examine that Christmas demands something of us. What is Christmas really asking of you? It's not simply a time just to stop and remember. Uh, there's more to Christmas. You and I, we celebrate Christmas by, by looking back at Christ's birth. And if you think about it, the passage that uh, Pastor Hernan read this morning, Mary, she got to celebrate Christmas by looking forward to it. Uh, she was the only one that, uh, she was the first one to ever celebrate Christmas. In fact, when she was told about Christmas, no one else knew what Christmas was. She had no lights. She had no Christmas cookies. She, she had no Christmas trees and she didn't even have any fancy meals. She didn't have any of that, but she did respond to what Christmas was in such a marvelous way. 
And, and Christmas is a call to commitment. And Mary responded to that call. It meant something to her. And she didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way you and I will celebrate it today and perhaps the way you celebrated it as you stayed up uh, on Christmas Eve. But she got to celebrate Christmas with something that sometimes we don't have on Christmas Day, and that's commitment. We tend to, to get selfish with this time of the year. And even as Bible-believing Christians, we, we, our mouths say that we know what Christmas really means, but our actions, they prove otherwise so often, and that wasn't the case for Mary. I wonder if this Christmas you will, you will respond to the call of God to commit to Him, just as Mary did. To make sure this Christmas is unlike any other Christmas you had. Giving God what He wants this Christmas. All of you. Committing to the Lord means that we've got to remember what Christmas is a time for. And firstly, Christmas is a, is a time to forsake our mindset. It's a time to forsake our mindset because the angel Gabriel, he was sent by God to Nazareth in Galilee to find Mary. And he, there he found Mary. She was a spouse to Joseph, and both of them were in the royal Davidic line. And yet, being in that line, they were still gravely insignificant and poor. Gabriel found Mary within the four walls of her humble peasant home and that home perhaps had no or little furniture, and it was probably only separated from the animals outside by, by a string holding up a curtain. But the angel began to speak to Mary, and he tells Mary that she was highly favored. And he reminds her that the Lord was with her, and that she was truly blessed. And if you put yourself in Mary's shoes, that was something that confused Mary. Oh, we just talked about how she was poor and insignificant, and and didn't have much, and she was nothing more than a destitute woman, but because of that, Gabriel's message just did not make sense to her, and Gabriel, he sensed her confusion, perhaps he saw her face, and he said, he told her not to fear. He said, you found favor with God. And he reminded her there that what he just told her wasn't about her, and it wasn't about what she could do or who she was, and the word favor there it means to be endued with grace, to be graced of God. And he just came to tell Mary that God was about to show Mary that she was graced of God. Christmas has sometimes become a period when we get caught up with ourselves. And perhaps like Mary did for a split second there, we take that spotlight that's supposed to be shining on Jesus Christ and his birth and we turn that around and we shine it on our life and we begin questioning our own life. And if we don't be careful, today becomes all about us. Mary was confused. She couldn't understand why she was blessed. She, she had no idea why she was highly favored of God. And it didn't look like that to her. She, didn't, she couldn't make sense of that in her mind. She didn't think she was worth that compliment that Gabriel paid her that day. She didn't believe what, what Gabriel told her, and, and her face showed it. And sometimes that's where you find yourself, having the same mindset that Mary did. This, this year is coming to an end, and as the year nears this end, we begin to think about all the resolutions that we made last year and didn't keep. 
all the principles that we heard preached from this pulpit this year and didn't apply. All the relationships that we had had and yet neglected and all the sins we confessed and yet committed again and we think about all these things in our life and with all of that in our mind, the notion of an angel standing before us and telling us that we're highly favored of God. It probably leaves you with the same confused look Mary had. Perplexed. But it's at these times, on a day like today, that we need to remember that it's not about us. Uh, The message to Mary wasn't about Mary. Gabriel said, fear not, for thou hast found favor with God. And I wonder if you would take that on board this morning and, and realize that you have nothing to fear about. You found favor with God. It's not about us. It's about the fact that we found favor with God. Rem- commit to remembering that you've been endued with grace. God's grace is, is on you. Don't let the wrong mindset about who you are leave your countenance confused and, and fearful this Christmas. Let, let God's grace, it, it changed everything. Let your life show. It's a time to forsake our mindset, but it's also a time to forget our mediocrity, to forget our mediocrity, because the angel Gabriel, he he settles Mary's confusion there, and he does that by saying this, he says there in verse 31, behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary, she's trying to take in this incredible news and and she asks an innocent question. She says, Gabriel, I don't know how this is going to work and I don't think you understand. I've I've never been with a man. How is this going to be? And and he responds and he says, the Holy Ghost will be upon you and the power, God's power shall overshadow you. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with your mediocrity and your limitations and your inability and your physical body. It's It's got nothing to do with all of you. And he says, as if all that weren't enough, he says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. I wonder if you believe that this morning, that nothing is impossible. Mary did, and uh, it put all her concerns to rest, all her real, practical, and very reasonable concerns to rest. Will you put yours to rest? I remember uh, over a year ago, I stood here and gave a testimony about how I was going to Sri Lanka to intern there. And uh, just before I gave that testimony, I got my schedule for the first month of that internship. And uh, it was something that completely overwhelmed me. There were just engagements that I never thought I would ever do, things I never thought um, that I would ever have the opportunity to do. And um, really, opportunities that in all reality, would just reveal uh, inabilities, um, lack of skill. And it was something that was overwhelming uh, to the point where, where I couldn't even speak at times. But I went through that internship, and, and uh, I've shared this with, with, with some of you, and I went through the first, first thing I never thought I would ever do or uh, ever fulfill, fulfill my responsibility there in an, in an acceptable manner. I went through that and looked back and and saw God's hand on that one thing. And then you get through the next week and you see God's hand on every week of that. And then you get through the six months and I saw God's hand on every one of those six months. And for every 
how shall this be that I had? God proved that with him nothing was impossible. And I don't know about your life and what your how shall this be question is in regards to, but whatever it is, that answer that, that Gabriel gave Mary stands, when, stands for you today when God's telling you that with him nothing is impossible. God is a, he's, he's a God of miracles, and, and it's his miracle that we're celebrating today, and it has nothing to do with what we are unable to do or what we're incapable of doing. And when you realize that God's favor is on you just like it was on Mary, you will begin to, to sense this desire to do something great for him, and perhaps this world will be changed as a result of Christians being willing to take God's power and use it. We have to realize that it's not about our limitations and it's only about our limitless God, and it's not about your mediocrity. It's about your miracle-working God that said He's giving you the power to do what He wants you to do, and the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And millions of people have hindered the work of God in their own life because of the fact that they focus, they dwell on, and they let their selves, themselves stop what God wants to do in their life. Join Mary. Will you join Mary? And the others who look past their limits, look past themselves, their inabilities, and set their gaze on God and His power. Today's the day to do that. Christmas Day. Forsake our mindset. It's a time to, to forget our mediocrity. But finally, Christmas is also a time to forfeit our means. It's a time to forfeit our means. This was scary, what Gabriel was telling Mary. Uh, Mary was in the prime of her life. Uh, She was young. She was about to be officially married to her best friend. She was about to begin this beautiful life with Joseph, and she was in the middle of all of this excitement and and all of this wedding planning, and everything uh, was seemingly getting better for her. Uh, She had really nothing in her life, and, and now she had Joseph, and her life was about to get so much better than it was, and out of nowhere, we read how Gabriel just throws a curveball at Mary. Uh, her life would never be the same after Gabriel visited her that day. And perhaps while Gabriel was telling her what he was telling her, uh, she wished that she could just uh, stop listening to him and just uh, shut her eyes, close her ears, turn and run away from what he was saying and escape all of what she was hearing. Uh, what, she, what he was saying to her would require way too much commitment of her, of her life. Uh, Mary could very well have imagined the negative consequences that would come about if what Gabriel was saying was true. She could have counted the cost and she could have told the Lord that she wouldn't do it. Gabriel left and The angel departed from her, and she was suddenly all alone in her house again. Try and crawl into her mind for a second. The house, it would have been strangely still that day. Perhaps she could hear the world continue to spin around her, boys fighting outside, ladies making their way to their daily trip to the well that day, a mule driver urging his stubborn beast, whatever it is, she could hear it outside, but, but inside it was... Strangely still. What was she to think? What was she to do? In just a minute, she would have to leave her house and and she'd have to go and join the rest of the world that she could hear 
How was she to do that after what she just heard? What was she going to say to her friends? What was she going to tell her fiancé? Would she hide this from the public? Would she make it known? Going through with this could cost her everything. Uh, Her means could be taken away. The little that she had. Making this known could mean that her reputation's taken away. Uh, Perhaps she'd lose her friends. Uh, She'd be the subject of the gossip at the market and and every street corner, and perhaps she'd lose her fiancé, the love of her life, the one that made her happy in the state of destitution that she was in, could leave her. She would lose everything she could have, her reputation, her friends. Was it worth it to go through with this? To Mary it was. Uh, To Mary she said it would be worth it. In fact, she didn't even think twice. She said in verse 38, be it unto me according to thy word. Uh, She was willing. She got her mind off of the potential cost. And she willingly gave of herself, gave of her body to be used of the Lord to perform a miracle that, that has changed this world and it's changed your life and mine. She forfeited the cost. Uh, her faith allowed her to not look at the potential consequences and just focus on what God wants. And in a few months later, we read what happened. A few other things happened that were a great inconvenience to Mary. Caesar, he, he decreed that the whole, whole world would be taxed. And at a time when when she probably didn't have what she needed to give, she had to be taxed. As if that weren't enough, the decree decree outlined that every citizen would have to return back to their own city to pay their taxes. It was not ideal. Uh, This meant that Joseph and Mary, Mary a pregnant woman, had to make their way to Bethlehem. It was more than a 100-kilometer journey that would take about six to seven days as a pregnant woman. This is what she had to do. It wasn't easy, but it was the price that she had to pay because she was the one that was going to fulfill the prophecy of Christ. And to fulfill that prophecy, she had to be in Bethlehem. And for her to be in Bethlehem, God God ordained that Caesar would decree that taxes needed to be paid in your own city. And Mary was committed to that, and that meant that she had to be in Bethlehem, and, and God ordained all of it, and difficult it was. But it was God-ordained, and, and you know the story while they were there. Mary brought forth her firstborn son and laid him in a manger. Uh, the word manger, it comes from the Latin word, and it literally means to chew or to eat. And it's what horses and, and cattle and donkeys, that's what they ate from. Uh, there's no way to romanticize what Jesus was born. God used Mary's hardship. It wasn't a comfortable journey. It wasn't an easy experience. But the child was born. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. The the Prince of Peace. God used all of those circumstances in Mary's life that were not suitable to bring about Jesus Christ. For unto you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Does the cost seem like it's too much for you today? 
Is commitment to God going to cost you more than you're willing to pay this Christmas? Are the consequences just too expensive? Christmas, it's not just a time because we're saved to remember what God did. It's a time to understand what we're supposed to do as a result. Is the God that gave you everything costing you too much today? Is being faithful to Him too much to ask? Are there potential ramifications more than you're willing to to give up? Is your reputation in the world more important than allowing the power of the highest to work in you? If it is, you and I are missing out. Uh, We're missing out on Christmas. We're missing out on God using us. We're missing out on, on seeing God use us to fulfill His will for our life. And it's all because of the fact that our minds have deemed what we have now more valuable to be than what God has for us in the future. What we have now to be more valuable than what we would have should we give up and decide to follow God despite the cost. I'm not sure what's running through your mind right now. Uh, Perhaps it's the wrapping paper that you forgot to buy a few days ago. Uh, Perhaps it's the Christmas lunch you still have to go home and cook before your family comes over. Uh, Perhaps it's that gift that you thought you bought and you don't have. and You don't know how you're going to explain that to the person you're about to give that to. And I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, just for a moment, eliminate your to-do list from your mind. And think about something else. Would you think about giving God something this Christmas? It'll be expensive. It'll be more expensive than any gift you bought for someone this Christmas. In fact, it could cost you everything. But would you consider it? Uh, Would you get your mind off of your insignificance and your inabilities and off of the cost that it might require you to pay and just give God your unwavering commitment this Christmas? Give it to Him. Promise it to Him. And keep your promise in 2019. You'll be amazed that, just like it did for Mary, how your commitment turns into an amazing miracle. Incredible miracle. That's what Christmas is. That's what the Christmas story is about. It's an ordinary, insignificant, poor lady who just accepted the Word of God despite everything that could have stopped her. And she gave birth to the very Son of God and thereby, as a result of that, made sure that the world was never the same again. Will you get into the spirit of Christmas today? the spirit of commitment to God, the spirit of committing to Christ, it'll make this one a truly Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, as we come before you this morning, I pray that as we think about what we are getting for other people and giving to other people, as we think about how we want to make some memories today and celebrate with those we love today, I pray, Lord, that we would just stop for a moment and think about what we want to give you. In Jesus' name.